What's up, everybody? My name is Fernanda Sesto. I was born and raised in Uruguay, but I'm currently a senior at the University of Rochester in New York, and I'm very passionate about entrepreneurship, technology, and building things. I've been involved with the venture capital space since my freshman year of college, and I decided to create this podcast because I want to bring visibility to Latin America as an emerging market and help investors and just people who are interested in investing in the region to understand more about the ecosystem there. I will be interviewing investors and entrepreneurs, talking about their career, their experiences, trends, and everything related to ventures. In this episode, I talked to the lead at Dow from Ghana's Ventures, which is a pre-seed and seed venture fund that invests in Web2 and Web3 community-driven startups in Latin America and the United States. Lolita is the founder and general partner at Ghana's Ventures, who has 15 years working within the Silicon Valley ecosystem and worked as a VC at Backstage Capital and the Community Fund as well. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, everyone. Um, we have a very special guest today, Lolita. Um, so happy to talk to you. So if you could give us a quick intro about yourself. Sure. Well, thank you, Fernanda, for having me on your podcast. It's really exciting to see another woman working in the VC startup ecosystem in Latin America. I'm Lolita Taub. I am a Latina fund manager investing in pre-seed and seed community-driven companies in the U.S. and in Latin America. My background's basically a lot of years working, uh, 15 years in tech, in corporate and startups in the last uh, over half a decade now in venture capital. I've invested in over 90 companies and I'm currently on my second venture capital fund, Ghana's Ventures. And I'm super excited because we just launched this March. We've made three investments, Latitude out of Brazil, Around out of Mexico, and there's a third one that we're announcing soon. Oh, awesome. That's great. Um, I'm so happy that you started this and that you're really invested in region as well. Um, so what drove you exactly to start a career in venture capital? I mean, it's a really long and windy path. I think that we all find ourselves journeying as we get into startups and venture capital, but a lot of it came from uh, wanting to back our community, seeing that there's huge opportunity, seeing that we're overlooked, underestimated, be underestimated myself as well. So I, I, I don't just see it. I, I also feel it. Um, and I have for a really long time and I wanted to back our, our, our community and knowing that there's a huge business opportunity that I'm well suited to leverage, um, that those are two, two reasons. The third is creating generational wealth and community. And just to highlight the opportunity there is in investing in Latino founders, both in the U.S. and in Latin America, Latin Latinos represent nearly $3 trillion of the market in the U.S. and $6 trillion in Latin America. So again, backing our founders taking advantage of a huge opportunity people are overlooking and creating generational wealth in community. Yeah, I really resonate with about like the idea of generating um, generational wealth and, and creating that for the community. I think that's a great um, motivation for me as well. Um, I really, I really, you know, want to support founders, especially who are um, underrepresented and, you know, who are trying to build things that have an impact. So really admire your work on that. And so you mentioned that, you know, you worked 
in tech as well, in corporate. So how have all these experiences and how has your operational entrepreneurial experience helped you as an investor now? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I, I and I can go down different ways, but operationally, having that operator and founder background actually helps provide real on the ground perspective to founders that I'm investing in, right? So I can actually go and think through what are the problems that are needing to be solved or the goals that need to be achieved and have this very real on the grounds, roll up your sleeves perspective. And so that's been really helpful in, in, in aiding our portfolio companies, um, my existing with Ghana's as well as previous. And then being human, honestly, I think it's oh, underrated. Being able to be a founder at Ghana's as a woman of color really helps me better also understand the experiences that our founders and our community go through when we're fundraising, the, the, the bias and the human challenges that we go through and need to overcome on a daily basis. It does not go overseen, overlooked by me because it is so real. And the stats show it, right? So Latinx founders represent less than 3% of VC funding in the US. And Latinos in Latin America receive less than 3% of global funding. And that is for the second quarter of 2022. So it's not just this human reality that we experience. It's literally shown in the numbers. The third thing I would say outside of operational and human um, aspects is the community builder in me. Uh, as a community builder, building a community-driven fund, investing in community-driven companies, I have this great insight from literally being around community all the time that I can lend to founders from a go-to-market or go-to-community perspective, as well as just fostering experience from my personal uh, brand and community building and better understanding how we can leverage those best learnings to build the unicorns and decacorns of the future. All the while, never forgetting that we're human first and that great companies solve big problems for lots of people. So that's that's what I would say there. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, definitely, I think, you know, there are a lot of people maybe in finance or venture capital forget a little bit about the human side of it um, and how it's so crucial, in my opinion, to empathize with startups um, and, and their founders because they're doing a lot. And especially when they are, you know, um, they have been historically neglected in a way when it's like um, people of color or Latinos um, or, you know, as the region itself, you know, Latin America has been, um, it's been growing a lot, but, you know, it still has a lot of issues that are need to be fixed. And so I, I really, I really think that that's an important point that you touched there. Um, so to kind of like wrap up this personal experience and background um, section, your personal brand on Twitter and LinkedIn has been very impressive. I'm a big follower. So has it helped you to start Ghana's Ventures or how has it helped you? Yeah. And thank you so much for that. It's going to take all of us just to recap on your last point. It's going to take the community. In terms of Twitter and LinkedIn, I think oftentimes folks think about it as a brand building ex experience or process that I've been going through. And I, and I really don't think of it as that as much as just participating as a member of our community that wants to change the face of venture capital and create generational wealth in community. And when I think of that, I'm really humbled uh, that the community and our community 
of over 70,000 founders, funders, and friends recognizes me as a thought leader and gives me the honor to work towards that, this mission of creating generational wealth together as a member and as a GP at Ghana's Ventures. So absolutely, it's helpful. And I couldn't be here without our community. And I'm forever grateful. And that's why I work so hard for our <laughs> community. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, I like the idea, you know, of, you know, considering yourself a member of the community and then from there, um, becoming a, a leader in it. So I, I really like that. Um, okay, so about Latin America and, you know, more like center on Ghana's ventures. So to start with, like you worked in Madrid and San Francisco and Buenos Aires. Um, that's great. So close to my home country, Uruguay. Um, do you see any similarities between these ecosystems or any differences? What, how has your experience been there? Yeah, and, and it is true. It is so different, but they're also similar at the same time. So I think what I, I will say is that thematically, all regions are trying to solve big problems and build big companies. The differences that I've noticed come more in the shape of culture, approach, and access. And, and I'll touch on maybe one point per, per region that you mentioned. So when we think about the U.S. and San Francisco, for example, there's a hustle culture. It's aggressive and there's tons of capital. Um, the statistic here is that there's $53.9 billion in venture capital deployment, over 2.6 thousand deals, right? So U.S. is a leader in venture capital. When you look at Madrid and Spain in general, um, in Spain, there's this work-life balance, you know, the siestas and everything. And yeah. when you look at Europe as a whole, you're looking at $22.7 billion in venture capital deployed with 1.7 thousand deals, right? So it's an established player. Now, when you think about um, Buenos Aires or just Latin America in, in general, there's so there's just a different aspect. It's an emerging market. It's still very much underestimated, and there's so much opportunity. So in Argentina, for example, money and inflation is a big issue. So you see a lot of Web three uh, being something that's a focus. Um, and in general, within the LATAM market, you look at the numbers, and it's 2.3 billion in venture capital deployment, 224 deals. So very much an emerging market. They're all in different stages, these different regions. I am personally really excited about uh, my ties to the U.S. and in Latin America. That is where we're investing. There's so much opportunity in investing in underestimated founders and and markets. So I'm here, and I am bullish for LATAM. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, definitely different cultures for sure. Um, I've had the opportunity to go to Barcelona for my study abroad last semester. So I definitely see like what you mean by work-life balance and siesta. And, and I mean, Europe as a whole is very, I think their work culture is very different from um, the Silicon Valley or the U.S. in general. And for sure having, you know, LATAM um, as an emerging market, it comes with other uh, challenges and as well like other cultural traits as, um, as well so I, I see that and so you mentioned Web3 and, and that's like actually my next question because I think this is a relatively new concept in Latam Let, it's been new concept in general but um, I would like to, to talk more about that so Ghana's Ventures invest in pre-seed and seed Web2 and Web3 community-driven startups in the U.S. and Latin America 
So how does a Web3 community-driven startup in Latin America look like? And what is the impact that you are looking to see? Yeah, this is a great question, especially with what all the things that are, have happened in the market. People are are wondering what's up with Web2 and Web3 and should you invest in Web3? Here's the reality. Um, the underpinning of Web3 is blockchain and decentralizing, looking at everything in a whole new way. And I believe that Web2 and Web3, this hybrid world is here to stay. So, and, and it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're in Latin America, in the US, in Europe, I believe the approach is, is basically the same in terms of what it means to be a Web2 versus a Web3 uh, company. So just to, to recap, right, for those who may be new to what is the difference between Web2 and Web3, Web2 companies are, are those that allow people to create content, products, and services where companies earn their money. And Web3 companies, um, it's where people and communities create content, products, and services. And these people and communities earn money. So that's the decentralization part. And it's all, I think, across the board, similar, no matter the region. What I'm personally most interested about and curious are those companies that are creating a bridge between the Web 2 and Web 3 world, which many of us have come to call Web 2.5. There's still a huge knowledge gap in, in how this all works, how it actually plays, how we actually get involved. And there's still a discomfort and a high need and, and better understanding how to engage. And so I'm very much excited and looking forward to backing Web 2.5 companies that help on-ramp the Web 2 and uh, to the Web 3 world. That sounds great. Um, I, I think it's very important to understand the difference between Web 2 and Web 3. And I think a lot of people in Latin America don't I'm myself, I'm starting to learn more about it. So I really appreciate that you shared that with us and with the people who are listening. So do you have any hot takes about venture in LATAM? Yeah, this is a, a great, a great question. Um, I definitely have a lot of conviction in the region. And I think that's what's going to happen too. I see more LPs investing in emerging managers, backing Latin American startups, I perceive that more investors globally will start to pour more money into the region. Um, just to give you a stat, right? In 2015, 1.8 billion was poured into Latin America. In 2021, that was 20.2 billion. So I see that number growing and more unicorns. Let's expect more unicorns. And the stat here is interesting because it's gone from single digit to in the 40 plus in, in the last decade. So super bullish on Latin America. I love that. I love that all the people who I have the opportunity to interview for this podcast are um, motivated by LATAM and LATAM founders. So the last question, um, you know, this podcast is targeting young college students like me um, and young investors. So do you have any piece of advice that you would give us? Always be learning. Uh, Deals by Brad Feld is a great book to read. I recommend to everyone. Uh, and follow folks sharing knowledge about the industry and find ways to get involved. They are open to all. I invite you to follow me at Lolita Taub on Twitter and look at mentor and scout opportunities at ghanas.bc so you can get some experience in a venture capital fund. 
yeah, definitely recommend that. I'm part of the, um, of as a scout of Ghana's Ventures as well. Um, so very excited to announce that with this episode as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you a lot, uh, Lolita. This has been great conversation. Um, I really admire your work, as I said, and I think um, myself, I'm very interested in learning more about, you know, community-driven startups and Web3 specifically, starting to learn more also about like alternative um, methods uh, for funding or like alternative uh, venture funding in general. So very um, interested about that. Um, and this has been a really, you know, interesting conversation. So thank you. Thank you so much, Fernanda, for having me and good luck with everything. And I'm super excited to work with you. Yeah, me too. I had an amazing time talking to Lolita about community-driven investments in Latin America and her career experiences. I hope you enjoy it as well and come back for next episode.